Welcome to the interview chair. My name is Jimmy Casas and I am your host. Are you an educator who is currently feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, or wondering if you can continue to do this work? Visualize yourself back in the interview chair. You are genuine, sincere, and full of passion. You convinced the group of people that you were the best person for the job and you believed it. That is the real you. Thank you for joining me as I take you back to the interview chair to remind you of why you wanted to become an educator. Welcome to episode 44 of the interview chair. Looking for a job? You're hired. We have officially entered one of my favorite times of the school year, the hiring season. Now, last October, I conducted a workshop in Chicago for school and district administrators on hiring and teacher retainment that was very well received. In two weeks, on March 4th, I will be in the Chicago area again conducting a one-day workshop that not only focuses on hiring, but also cultivating a culture where teachers want to stay. There is still time to register at jimmycostas.com, so we hope you will join us. Now, I've spoken openly about my thoughts on the hiring process and how we as leaders often set the tone, good or bad, on the selection, onboarding, growth, and development of new teachers into our organizations by how we manage the hiring process. I've shared with hundreds of school leaders my thoughts on how I believe we need to be more strategic when it comes to selecting the best employees. After all, if we hope to hire for excellence, then we must model excellence from the first moment we engage in conversations with a potential new hire. I've spent a great deal of time over the years reflecting on the interview process and trying to determine what makes a great hire. Why do some individuals stand out more than others? What is it that makes us want to say to some candidates, you're hired, even before they leave the interview room? So today I want to share my thoughts not only with those of you who are doing the hiring, but also for those of you who may be searching for a job yourself. Are you looking to land that first job? or looking for a career change, or looking to advance in your career? If so, I hope to offer some insights that just might give you a leg up on the competition. Whether you are a teacher, or a businesswoman, or a retail clerk, or looking to become an intern for a Fortune 500 company, your opportunity for being selected is dependent more on you and your approach than it is on the process being used by potential employers. Based on my experience, eventually you will be surrounded by others who have the same degree of education you have, the same level of knowledge, the same experiences, and in some cases, they will even mirror your skill set. By becoming more strategic in your preparation, you will begin to separate yourself from those who seek what you seek, that feeling of when you finally hear the words, you're hired. Now consider this quote by Dr. Wayne Dyer. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Over 1 million teachers use IXL in their classrooms every day for one reason. They love it. IXL makes the magic happen in classrooms. Why is IXL so special? Well, IXL is the most widely used online learning and teaching platform for K-12. It empowers schools with a complete curriculum, thousands of instructional resources, robust reporting, and assessment data. IXL saves teachers valuable time with ready-made plans aligned to their standards and textbooks. 
built-in engagement tools like custom competitions make learning fun for students. Dr. Trujillo, a district superintendent, says, for the teacher, IXL opens up the door to be a lot more effective and provide more differentiated instruction. Empower your teachers with the tools and insights they need to enhance instruction, all in one single, easy-to-use platform. Get started today at IXL.com. So here are a few things for you to consider as you prepare to land that new job. Number one, be sure to have others review and edit your cover letter, resume, application, etc. for grammatical errors. By failing to do this, you run the risk of sending the message that attention to detail is not one of your strengths. Moreover, don't ever leave sections in your application blank. Doing so says you're not willing to commit the time to complete tasks. These errors have ended many searches before they ever got started. One question I often get pertains to the length of the resume. I always, always recommend one page. Using a QR code that links to a site where you can showcase your work or demonstrate your skills via video is always a plus. Number two, if you are contacted for an interview, take time to ask a few questions about the process. How long will the interview last? How many people are there on the interview team? How many candidates are being interviewed? And my favorite, is it possible to teach a lesson? And for business interviews, this can be modified from teaching a lesson to giving a presentation. Be prepared that you may not get a response to all of these questions, but by engaging the person in conversation with the right tone and attitude, you just took the first step towards the most important part of the hiring process, relationships. Number three, when you arrive at the interview, remember the word above, relationships. Engage everyone in genuine conversation. Look and walk around. Ask questions. What do they love most about their school or their place of employment? I would avoid just sitting around and waiting. Make your mark early and often. Don't be forgettable. Number four, when you walk into an interview, shake hands with everyone and call each person by name. Seems simple, but you'd be surprised how many don't do this, especially when the interview teams are large or the room is not conducive to movement. Be sure to also do the same as you leave the interview. Engage with others at every opportunity you get. Remember, connections are critical, so you want to make sure you connect as best as you can at each step of the process. Number five, mentally prepare yourself to believe that you are the right person for the job, especially if you don't have as much experience or aren't as qualified as the other candidates. If you don't believe you can own this interview, guess what? Then you won't. Look, you got a seat at the table, so your chances are as just as good as the next person. Unless, of course, you don't believe this to be true. Get your head in the right place and flip your internal swag switch on and then go do your thing. Believe in yourself and stay positive. There is no place for self-doubt at the interview table. Remember, great change begins with self-change. Number six, if you notice the interview questions have been placed on the table as you prepare to sit down, don't let the temptation of wanting to examine them, them quickly catch you. Avoid this potentially costly mistake. If you choose to do so, you've lost sight of the, one of the most important interview factors, connecting with the interview team, even if only for a few seconds. Additionally, 
If you run, you run the risk of seeing a question you are not sure about and then losing your concentration and potentially your confidence. No longer are you focused on connecting with the team. Rather, you are now distracted and maybe even nervous about how you answer a question. This, my friends, is a recipe for disaster. Number seven, be careful with the first question responses. I've seen many an interview thrown away on the first question because candidates want to tell their life story and they unintentionally ramble on too long. Now, it is normal to be a bit nervous, so take your time to practice what often is a predictable first question that goes something like this. Tell us about yourself, your education, your experience, etc., and what led you to apply for this position. Remember, you don't want to filter into the first four or five interview questions with your first response. This can throw the interviewers off and break the flow of the interview process, causing it to become a little disjointed. Your goal should be to build on your responses and get stronger as the interview goes on, not vomit your entire life history on the first question. Number eight, watch out for unintentional traps. For example, you need to be sure when you are responding to questions that you are intentionally making eye contact with all members of the interview team. It is easy to concentrate on one individual, especially if the process involves only one committee member asking the questions. Whether this format or a round-robin format is used, be sure to involve everyone in the discussion. This is your opportunity to make everyone feel like they are the most important person in the room, so don't miss it. Number nine. One strategy I have used when I have been interviewed is somewhere in the first third of the interview, based on the length of the interview, during one of the responses I ask a follow-up question of the interview committee that asks the team where they see an example of whatever the question pertained to that was asked. My reason for doing so is that it quickly turns the interview into a discussion rather than an interview, and it also takes the pressure off of me and allows me to regroup my thoughts as I prepare for the rest of the interview. Now, everyone loves to brag about their organization, and by following this strategy, you will see it begins to create the perception that you are already part of this team. In other words, it's like you're already hired. Number 10, you should never walk into an interview not having done your research on the school or the district or a company, etc., to help you anticipate some of the questions and help you prepare for your responses. However, Take it one more step and be sure to mention this during one or two of your responses. For example, it might look something like this. I noticed when I was looking at your website, your prospectus, that dot, dot, dot. In other words, this demonstrates that you took the time to prepare and more importantly, models that you are willing to invest your time in them and or their school or company. Number 11. As part of the preparation for your interview, you should always prepare questions ahead of time that you plan to ask at the end of the interview. I would encourage you to create a list and let it be visible in a notebook as you open it once they ask for questions. Once again, this shows you are a planner and are willing to invest time in the process. <clears throat> you never want to end an interview by saying you don't have any questions. I recommend at least two, but never more than three. You don't want to overstay your welcome, but it's okay to keep talking after the interview is over as long as they keep asking questions. Never ask questions about a class teaching schedule or a work schedule or your salary or the benefits, or etc. at this time. These questions can wait until later after you have been offered a position. Number 12. If you want to increase your chances of landing the job, don't be a deflator. 
As my father always reminded me and modeled for me, leave the interview room with more energy than when you walked in. That's on you to make this happen. So make it happen. And finally, number 13. When I am asked by an intern, an employee in training, or a student teacher what they can do to increase their chances of gaining employment, I am quick to respond with this statement. If and when your supervisor gets that reference call, will they be able to say with integrity and without hesitation that you were the best intern, the best student teacher, etc., that they have ever had? If not, then you missed your opportunity. More often than not, organizations that aspire for excellence seek excellence, so take advantage of every opportunity that you are given. I have no research, my friends, to support whether or not these strategies will help you land your next job. What I do know is that I've used them with positive results, and I can honestly tell you that I believe they can sway the pendulum in your favor. I also know that I've shared them with others who went on to land their dream jobs and others who didn't, but then later shared with me they wish they had considered some of these ideas. There is no perfect process for landing a job, but if you are like many others who are struggling to land that job you desire, why not try a different approach with ideas that make sense to most once they take time to reflect on them. Opportunities often appear as lucky, and in some cases this may be true, but I prefer to be more strategic so those opportunities appear more often, or in this case, just once in order for me to hear those magical words, you are hired. My friends, it is time to recalibrate. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and I hope that you will join me each week as I take you back to the interview chair. Because I know this, that when you sat in that interview chair, that, my friends, was the best version of you. Be sure to check out my website at jimmycostas.com backslash the interview chair for links, resources, and show notes. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Casas underscore Jimmy. If you enjoyed today's show from the interview chair, subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast to ensure you never miss an episode.